hey, hey, how you doing, music nerds? It is Thomas Irwin, and you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. This is a darn special podcast this week because, uh, you know, we're, we're always talking about uh, everybody's albums, all these big artists. Well, Dan Barracuda himself released an EP last Friday, Catabolic, and that's what we're talking about today. We dug deep into his latest release. It's great. I had a lot to say about it. Highly recommend you check it out. And uh, we're talking about that today. And wouldn't you know it, next week we're going to talk about my album, Fuzzy Thinking, which finally uh, had a wide release, you know, everywhere on the internet, Spotify, Apple Music and all that. It came out the same day. So how's that for a coincidence? Um, but as I said, that's going to be next week. I'll get more into that then. Uh, let's enjoy some Dan Barracuda music. You've been working your way down Trying to see the light All right, Mr. Dan, what uh, album or EP, should I say, we are discussing today? <laughs> Catabolic. Catabolic, my fourth release, dude. Your fourth release. My fourth release. First one was 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. I got one a year nice. now. Nice. One a year. I like that pace. I, th I try to keep I think up I, that I think pace, it, too. I'm going to change it up, though. I think I'm going to change it up after this. You got to slow down. Uh, I'm going to do, like, I think I'm going to do, like, songs. I'm going to do songs instead of, like, a, like an album, I think. Uh, for like the next few songs, I think I want to do like release them as songs. Hmm. Well, you got your EP, so you got six songs. It's a little over twenty minutes. Yeah, it's like twenty three minutes. It's a it's a fantastic little mini album. You know, yeah. it doesn't just feel like a bunch of unconnected songs that you just happen to make and release all at the same time. It it has a very thematic flow to it, and really, like yeah. it's the. The sum, uh, the uh, whole is greater than the sum of the parts, almost. And I think it's because the instrumentation is like you know pretty identical across the board, and they were all recorded in the same places, you know. Mm. Um, I did something cool with this one. I the vocals and the and the guitars, the acoustic and nylon guitars and the vocals mm -hmm. were recorded in a church hall, Whoa. in like a reverbic hall that I rented out in uh, in Boston. Very cool. When I when I I moved to New York in the beginning of this year, January first, um, but it was last June, dude. It was it was actually Paul McCartney's birthday. Hmm. It was June eighteenth, his seventy seventh birthday, and my my birthday seven seven man. And I love ah. Paul McCartney. <laughs> um, the numerology is is working out for the you. Numerologies, man. So I went to a church hall, and uh, it was like twenty bucks an hour. And I was there from like 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. Whoa. And yeah. And you it tracked it awesome. all that day? I tracked it all that day. I, I mean, I was super prepared. I, wa I wanted to make sure yeah, I like, yeah. I like practiced, you know, I had it all like, I knew exactly what I was going to do. And um, it was cool. I brought two like nice condenser mics. I had just gotten my new acoustic guitar. It's like three days old by that time I recorded. And you can really hear it in like the guitar mm. solos, like the acoustic guitar solos. Um, just brand new acoustic and, uh, had two mics with me and, um, depending on the sound I wanted, I, I would move them, you know, if I want like a super reverbic sound, I would put one mic, 
like, you know, 20 feet away or 30 feet away from me for the second mic. And I would still close mic on a, it was just awesome. It was like field recording, dude. It was, but it was in this church. It was crazy. So were you by yourself this whole time? Yes. I was completely Ooh. by myself. Did you get creeped out at any point? Yeah. Oh, I did. I had, I got creeped out. I, sh- I certainly did. I heard like, I thought I heard footsteps and I was like, I was like dead quiet and I like put my guitar down and I like tiptoed <laughs> around. I'm like, and I just didn't hear it again, but it was scary. The one thing that was annoying is that there was like an AC, or like a heater. Oh, you know, it must have been the AC or the uh, radiator or something. And yeah. sometimes it'd be like, brrr, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I, I get that with uh, when I do vocal tracking for myself because I also kind of do it by myself. I go to a different space to do it and it's pretty hard to avoid that, you know, random heater or air conditioning noise. You kind of. Yeah. Just let it, if it like crescendos, you let it pass and start over. Yeah. Deal with that stuff. But I am not surprised at all to hear you recorded this kind of in a, in a creepy church or at least creepy just by fact yeah. of it being at night creepy church, by yeah, yourself. I, I, I get a very, how would I put this? It's like this EP sounds very spooky, but in yes. like a cool kind of mature way. This yeah. is very, it's like mellow, but haunted. What's the vibe? It is. That? It's somber, mellow, haunting. It, sure, it certainly is. What was it? What else? Oh, another thing that really kind of connects all the music together, kind of makes it sound like it's like one song, is... Um, just like the guitars, dude. I I used this thing right here. You've seen me ha- have videos of this spider capo. Oh, uh, I wow! It even so, looks like a, a spider. It, it, it looks like a spooky little spider. And um, <laughs> um, the guitar parts involve two of these. I would use two of these spider capos. So that a spider capo sounds like capos. A, well. Oh, it's like super complex voice. I don't even know what I'm playing, dude. I'm just like, I pick random frets and I'm random strings. So I spider capo frets random strings within, within like the, you know, like, so one song I would do, I would put the spider capo on the first fret, but I would only capo like the A string and the G string and the B string. And then I would put a second spider capo on the third fret and I would just capo like the low E string and like the high E string. So when you strum open, it's like this crazy chord. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy chords. And uh, all the songs have that, except the first song. Um, mm. But they all, and they, you know, the acoustic guitar is doing it. The nylon guitar is doing it, doing it. And there's like these crazy voicings. Super fun to write with. I love not knowing what I'm doing, you know. It's just like mm. going just by sound. Um, and then, Yeah. So that's like another thing that really kind of brings the songs together. I think you know, recorded in a church, both have these all they they all have these crazy guitar voicings uh, with a spider capo. Yeah, it did. Even though, I mean, just as someone who knows music production, I know you had all these string overdubs and drum stuff happening, and this this was a lot of labor over a long period of time. It really does sound like it's possible it was all recorded on the same day in the same place. It really all congeals together. In a cool way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're talking spider capos and churches at night. I mean, I really like, 
you know, we do this podcast and I realize like, as I approach each album, I'm like, what does this make me think about? Like, what kind of world does this put me in? Yeah. And this catabolic really, I'm like in the best Tim Burton movie that he never made. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, uh, the guy who made Coraline, Henry Selleck, like that kind of animation. And, uh, it's like maybe the 1800s, and you're dressed like a 1800s, like yeah, Victorian dude. gentleman, but you've but you're a ghost, <laughs> awesome. like you you've died, but you're still <laughs> like it, on the open seas. Uh, it's oh kind of a little piratey, yeah, but not yeah, like dude. not taking any of that and making it like cheesy or melodramatic or whatever. It's like yeah. it's like the cool, like mature uh, version of that. That's that's the yep. world that puts me in. There's fog and there's spider webs. But it's not like. Is there a, a word for that? Either. Is there a genre? Like, what's the genre? I, I don't know what genre. That's what it is. I mean. Like, I that's why like you were s- having so much trouble on Submit Hub. I don't know what this genre is. I'm trying. Exactly. I was trying to think the whole time. Like I'm like, psych- is this progressive folk rock? That doesn't sound right. But it's like, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like, like psych prog folk. Alt no, you can't fuck. do it. <laughs> you need to make up your I own word what, for what the genre is. It's, it's like church hall psych rock acoustic, gothic. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's it's gothic progressive folk rock. I mean, well, I don't know. I, another that's my problem, man. It was also like I really heard the Tool influence. Really, it was like if you if if you took Tool and replaced their metal side with like folk was kind of how it struck Interesting. me. Interesting. I know what you mean. It's like the. I don't even know what I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the seriousness of it or something. Like I I, I can think of like I think taking it easy kind of like there's a riff yeah. that I felt I, like it was tool. I definitely heard uh, it. But there, but, yeah. but on nylon, but on nylon guitar. <laughs> right, right. That was another thing. The nylon guitar did so much to the to the music. I think um, I loved. I had this beautiful nylon guitar, uh, and I never use it. But for this album, I was like, I'm just gonna make an album around this nylon guitar. And the acoustic mm. was kind of like the support for it. The nylon is the most featured instrument. And then when I had the strings on it, it totally it totally brought it to life. Mm. The strings plus nylon. Plus acoustic, plus spider capo was like, that's the sound of catabolic. That's the sound, huh? It really, it's unique. Like, I haven't heard music like this, really. Like, I could hear, oh, he's kind of influenced by that or this, but it was definitely its own sonic world and uh, very dynamic in a very unpredictable way. Like, I really felt minute to minute, I'm like, is this song going to build up and crescendo here is it gonna like fade out yeah. for a while like it's it's it flows and feels organic but in such a um unpredictable way uh secrecy totally struck me yep. that way um you can hear the hall the most in that song i think okay cool yeah yeah that really gave it a, a good vibe um and it's all like all these songs i could never pin down moment to moment how many different sounds or instruments were going on at once and it always felt like it was changing or moving or shifting, but it was never overwhelming or cluttered either. It was this really like perfect spot in the middle. That's cool. really enjoyable. It's been a journey, dude. A year and a half since. So it took you a year and a half to make the whole thing. Yeah, but there were like massive delays. So, dude, all these songs like poured out of my head in one sitting. Like I was like sitting in my, in my room. 
Yeah, like they all did. And I ha- even on my phone, because, you know, I have like thousands of voice memo recordings of guitar riffs and right. vocal ideas or whatever. Thousands? Bass, bass riffs. Dude, thousands. I'm not even kidding. Like, no, from like ever since like 2008. Thousands. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's so much. And it was like March 15th, 2019. It was like the Ides of March. And I was like in my bed and I just like was, I did, they, they cranked out. Like if you look at my voice memos, it's like, it literally says like, taking it easy, secrecy, dispelled, catabolic, web. Like they were all recorded in the same night. All not recorded, but just like conceived in the same night. Um, and then, you know, the months later I was fleshing them out. And then that's when I decided to, I actually went on a, went a walk. I went on a walk around uh, Jamaica Plain in Boston. And I was like, dude, I was like church hunting. I was like, I definitely want to record this in a, in a hall. Wow. And I would, and I like just, I, I, I entered a bunch of different churches. But, you know, obviously the ultimate one was who, who was going to respond to my email. <laughs> so yeah. I, found, I found one that I liked and then they responded. And then uh, I, made a, I made a date for June 18th, 2019. And then I went there, recorded the guitar and the vocals, and then I, I was thinking about the, so dude, I was gonna do drum, I was gonna do easy drummer, I, I was gonna uh-huh. do easy drummer drums, just like I did with which my which is last like computer album, drums, I, yeah, exactly, computer drums, yeah, and I didn't want to do it again. I think wavelength was a cool experiment, but I don't want to do it again. I want that more, way more human feel, especially for this music, and um, uh, I have to bring up my friend. Robert Trevisani, who was my coworker uh, at Kidville, I worked at this enrichment center for kids for seven years, uh, and he was my coworker there. And he is—he's going to be like an amazing music professor, mm. and uh, he's super smart, and he does a lot of. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting the word right now. It starts with an E. Uh, has to do with like music notation. Do you know what that word is? Jesus, engravement. I don't, I don't know, remember. theory man. He does. He does old, that, and, theory, and but I don't know. He does orchestration. So on wavelength, he he orchestrated the strings for um, Champagne Dizza and I the Lurker. So so wow. he he I would be like, hey, this is like what I'm thinking, kind of this kind of stuff, and then he would just create this beautiful music, wow. and he'll send me the data. I would put it into Contact Native Instruments, right? And yeah. then I would like we would we would dial in like the string sound. So. He did that for me on drums. He like he like made the he composed the drums for Catabolic mm. and then uh and the strings. And then but then he left Kidville to go to school like for like his uh graduate school and yeah. like I was like dude please get this done before you go. Mm. He's like nah, dude it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like 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 I I I'm too busy right now but like I, I won't I won't be that busy when school starts. Boom no. dude. I didn't hear from him like it was like it was a huge delay. It was a huge delay. And then during that delay, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to use real drums. I'm going to find a way. Maybe my brother can do it, you know? And um, I think I'm going to use real strings too. I didn't want to wait around. Yeah. So, you know, and then I moved to New York in January. So I live with Ian and his girlfriend, Corinne, and we have a, we have a basement here with, and we started building a recording studio, which I'm sitting in right now. And, you know, we, my brother let us have his drum set. <laughs> so we like bought mics for the drum set. And I was like, oh my God. And then quarantine happened. And I was like, you know what? Ian, this is like, it. I would love, I would love for you to drum on this. And he did. And he learned it. And he did such a spectacular job. And then I was like, what about the strings? Okay. Went on soundbetter.com and I found Roxanne 
Genot. I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. G E N O T. She's from France. Incredible mm-hmm. cellist. And she completely brought the songs to life. The first one she did was Web, which, oh my God. I was like, I remember when I first heard what she did, I just like went outside. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, holy cow. I was so, so she's such happy a big part it. of the CP. Like her sound is, is all over. But but you know what? The strings that Robert did are actually on secrecy and taking it easy. Okay. Those are not That's those are nice. not Roxanne strings. Yeah. Mm. Um so Roxanne's on monologue and web and dispelled, like the epic instrumental. Um, yeah, this, this but, the string work elevates this uh it brings it to a whole song new level. so much. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really makes it cinematic. Yep. So those are like the key the key guys here. It was Robert and Ian and Roxanne. Hmm. They, they really did so much. Completely brought it to life. Connected the dots. Everything. Because, dude, like, that's what I mean. Like, that's why it took so long. There were such big delays. Nah. And for the longest time, all these songs had no drums on them. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, Webb. Like it just didn't have drums. I was like, "What am I gonna do? What you am I gonna do?" So, so the song, the songs just totally came together in the last like four months, five months, after sitting around for a year. What one benefit of quarantine for you? Like, do you think quarantine yes. uh, accelerated the the progress of the CP? Oh yeah, yeah, it made it all possible. Yeah. So, silver lining about that. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So I I like uh, a lot of your your past albums and Wavelength especially kind of was my top one before. But this really, you're clearly taking things to the next level. It sounds that it's way. Like, like the you're, mixing. you're really. I mean, if if you think of creating music as like making like a cohesive world for the listener to like sit in and like take in an experience, it's it's it sucks you in a lot more. I feel like than you than you've done before. So that yeah. was really cool to hear. Cool. That's really that's really cool to hear. That's awesome, man. And really, I, this music belongs somewhere. I can't quite put my finger I on know, it, but it's like a movie goth- or something. Yeah, like a gothic. Soundtrack. And I mean, I, I hear, I envision like an old Victorian mansion crumbling. Is like what comes into my mind with some of these songs. There's a wow. very distinct, sinister, dark edge to a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these songs, a lot of these moments. But it also it doesn't dominate the whole mood. Like it's not like that's the only place yeah. it lives. There's more going on, yep. which you normally don't hear. Um, yeah, good luck uh, coming up with a way to quickly describe this <laughs> this music to other people. I I really don't know what genre this is, but it's it's awesome. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. It, fe- it feels like it's the next level for me, too. It's, I mean, I just feel like... I think it's a good sign when you look at your last records and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? I, I-, I think that's a good... I think that's good. Because I-, I look at, yeah. like, Soliloquy and-, and Rooster and even Wavelength, and I'm like, Jesus, I wish I, like, had the ears <laughs> I have now, you know? And, like, what was uh, I thinking with that? Like, some of the bass lines I would I- write... I can certainly relate to that. Yeah, the bass lines I would... I'm like, this, like, this, like, this song is not strong... And a large part of it is because the baseline is weak or like the mixing, like, you know, I, that's another big difference between this album and the previous albums that because of quarantine, I like pumped up my mixing, like, and, yeah. and my arranging skill, like 
mixing especially just like went flying See, you're, high. you're really a do-it-yourselfer i mean are you you're really overseeing the kind of back-end production of everything until mastering dude i mastered it. like too. are you doing all the, you're doing all the mixing you mastered this too i mastered it too i did i've never heard myself. of that yeah i did everything Where an myself. artist masters their own music and it doesn't sound like crap that's what you're telling me mastered it mixed what? it produced it arranged it recorded it wrote it yeah everything you're killing me. You've mastered this. I never heard of that. I can. <laughs> I mean, even shop. to mix your own stuff, that's like possible, but that's a challenge. And it, it's a challenge. Know? And you know what? It's a sacrifice, dude. You, you. Um, I kind of don't need to hear these songs ever again. It's like that. Oh, I bet. And, and, and it's like that. It, it's really like that. And and I, I, dude. But dude, here's here's a step that no one talks about. You record the music. And then you mix the music. There is a step in between that that no one talks about, and it's the most time-consuming one, and it's editing, editing, mm-hmm. making sure, like, like cleaning up the tracks. Make if there's a timing issue. Like I'm so good at fixing timing, like with drums mm. or, or yep. vocals. You're or speaking like, my language. Yeah. Every time you record a vocal on a song, there are some nerves. Not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not I'm, maybe just for me and just other people that I've recorded, I've noticed there are some nerves that go into recording vocals that you're a little ahead of the beat. And so, a little mm-hmm. trick I do is I I zoom the fuck in and I bring the vocal to the right. I shift it to the right a little bit, and it falls into the beat more. And so mm-hmm. I do that a lot. You know, it, and it just like fits. You like you're like it's more in the pocket. Because sometimes when you're recording, and you know, I was recording at like 2 a.m. at a church, so like the pressure was on. I was like, shit, like I'm not coming back here. It took me like in two, like an hour and a half to set up here. It's expensive, not super expensive, but you yeah, know, you want to get out before be the here. witching hour. Exactly, burn the witch. Wow. Well, if we're talking kind of trade secrets, I am very meticulous with fixing timing, especially for vocals. I do it all in Melodine. I don't know if you use that yes. amazing piece yep, of software. Yep, I do. I do. Yeah. It just turns every vocal moment into like little blocks of candy that you can move around to your liking, and, and that's it still part of editing. Real. Melodyne yeah. is is takes super yeah. time consuming, and it's part of editing. Editing is a and I, I dude I mix and edit as I go. Like if I if I do like wow. I did the guitars, I did the guitars, and dude that's a, that's another thing that takes forever. You do when I was at the church, and I was recording, I I would play the whole song. Like for my, let's say my, my nylon track, and then I would do it again, and then I would do it again because you'll mess up at like certain spots, and then you comp it together, right? And like, oh, like the first half or the first third yeah. is like really good, yeah, and, but that and takes com- so long. Comping, comping is uh, you have lots of different tracks, and you pick the best parts of each one and put them together. Yeah, like lots of different same versions with vocals. of the same part. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would sing the for whole everything, song. Right? I would sing the whole song like three times, and yeah. then it's like, oh my, three God, times this that's rookie stuff. I'll I'll <laughs> sing eight. I'll do eight takes and narrow it down from there. Really? But I'm also only recording vocals for one song in one session. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that takes a long time. Listening to the track, I like this part. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I call it meditating, man. Meditating, mixing, and editing. Meditating. Wow! I can't believe as you go. You did all of that and you mastered that. You're a maniac. How much money are you saving by doing that? Dude, mastering. Okay, so how much is mastering? Like a hundred bucks a song. Like like really great mastering. Sixty bucks, eighty bucks a song. Hundred bucks a song. Yeah, you're gonna pay between five hundred and a thousand bucks. I paid six hundred dollars yeah. to master wavelength. It's like what? So, and that was ten songs. 
So I guess if you can do it yourself, apparently you got something that we <laughs> that I don't have. Um, what, are, are there any songs that you wrote and intended to be on this and they didn't make the cut? Yes. Or is it? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah? yeah th- like a were, lot. Yeah, there were a couple. Of, um, like, like three or two, like two. Yeah, three or two. I, you know, I dude, as I was wor- as I was wrapping up this album during during the quarantine, like in May, April and May, I was like already thinking about the next. I was like already planning the next album. I was gonna have like nine songs, and I was like, uh, some of it were, were were those songs that we're talking about just now, and uh, I was getting all excited, and I don't know, something happened over time, and I was like, I'm kinda, I think I want to change up the model and like release a single, and then like another mm. single, and put all the attention on one song, and that's mm. another thing that I feel like I, I always, dude, I I just make soft music. I just can't deny. It. I just like. I always just make everything just comes out so soft. But every once in a while, I'll come up with like an energetic thing, and I feel like these next singles, I want, I want to focus on liveliness and mm. energy. I don't know, man. Um, these these songs are there's a calmness to them, but there's still there's a lot of moving parts, and they yeah. I mean, especially the the last one, dispelled. Dispelled, and you get in, yeah. You in a really funky progressive rhythm there, and you get the drums and the pounding bass. Like you're you're not sleepy. This is not sleepy music. Like this yeah. still draws you in and and stimulates the mind. So I, I would I wouldn't overcompensate too much for that. Okay, <laughs> that's good to hear. Um, Dude, dispelled was like. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I was like, you know, it kind of it has you sort of dancing and bopping your head a little bit. It's it's really off kilter and bizarre but it's like it's almost funky that part of it dispelled was such a project and that's all instrumental that's there's no vocals in that right yeah yeah dude that that one's just bonkers it's like it's capo one wait wait the spell right it's capo one all right check this out you gotta you gotta gotta envision this on a guitar it's it's spider capo one on the low two strings and the top two strings okay so one one zero zero one one and then you got capo six spider capo six on the middle two strings so if you were to strum it it would go one one six six one one like first fret, first fret, sixth fret, so one one six six one one. So I, dude, I was just like, when I was in my bedroom that night, I was just like, mm, I'm gonna try something crazy right now. I mean, Webb is first fret, eighth fret, <laughs> but the spell is first fret, sixth fret, and then I was just strumming open and then putting fingers in random places, and then and then the spell came about, and I I was like, it didn't take too long until I realized that this was gonna be a super progressive instrumental thing with dude there's like shifting time signature it's so crazy there's like acoustics in like six the nylons in like eight and oh my god you know like the heavy part that you're talking about like the funky yeah 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 the first time it's in nine four and then and then it changes and then it goes back to the heavy part again and then it's in ten four and then in the outro they're going at the same time. So you got 9-4 and 10-4 at the same time. So it creates like a and they meet at like 90. And I had like a whole grid, dude. I was like writing all this shit out. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And it Are should people be, like going to listen to this? It should be said that you're talking about all this complicated theoretical <laughs> stuff. But when you listen to it, 
it's not forced or obnoxious or cool. uh, that's disorienting like that's, that's at the all. Part. It sounds like that's exactly the way the song should be, which yeah. I, that can be an understated uh, effect sometimes. Like yeah. that to be to do all this complicated stuff you're talking about, and and I know listening to it somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like this. I don't know how you even put this together. This is so complicated, but it. It's like that's how it flows. Like it's still that's the most organic way for it to come out, which is really yep. cool when you can pull that off. Yeah, I mean, Tool does that really well. That's a big Tool influence. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where I really I mean, heard like the Tool. Money, yeah, like Money yeah. by Pink Floyd. Like I just yeah. love that. It's in seven, but you're just like shaking your ass to it. Right, dude. right, <laughs> right. You couldn't hear it any other way. Yep. Um, and man, the string, I mean, maybe we'll go track by track now. I'm getting into individual moments, but uh, okay. I, I just, I love the way, while we're on Dispelled, I love the way it ends too, that, that string outro. Yeah. And you know who wrote that? Robert, see, Robert wrote that. Dude, Robert ah. wrote that. That's Robert, dude. He wrote that riff. I love it. There's like four layers yeah. of strings and like, but he like he wrote that riff. And then I, I, yeah. when I when I found Roxanne, I was like, I really want this riff. Can you learn it, yeah. please? <laughs> uh, and wow. I had the I had the different layers, so I sent it to her, and uh, she layered it, and um, you know, put it together. What uh, what does catabolic mean? Catabolic is the break. It's the breaking down of complex molecules mm-hmm. in, in a living organism into more simpler ones with mm. the release of energy. So it's like it's like destructive. It's like metabolism. It's like breaking down from complex to simpler. Uh, yeah, that that's Catabolic. very apt. That that really fits in yeah. with, with how I was perceiving these. Songs. I love the name, dude. I dude, it's so weird. So all my voice memos. Anytime I write a riff, that's like. Right when I'm done, I put the guitar down and I grab my phone and I save it. That's mm. like the golden moment where I like, what is this thing? What is this riff called? You know? Yeah. And some, it's hit or miss. Sometimes it's something fucking sick. Sometimes it's super stupid, like hoppy yeah. hoppy or whatever, you know? But, dude, when I wrote Catabolic, like the song Catabolic, I was like, boom, bim, boom, boom, jim, boom, bim, boom, boom, jim, boom, bim, boom, boom. And then, like, I was writing, there's like, it's like a weird rising thing. And I was writing it. And I was like improvising as I go. And then when I put my guitar down, I was like, what is, what is this thing called? And dude, I didn't even know catabolic was a word. And I was like looking at the ceiling and I was like, catabolic, like catabolic. I don't know. Catabolic. (laughs) Slipknot has a song called metabolic. And I always loved that word. I was like metabolic. That's sick. And, um, I don't know, dude. And I just, I just wrote catabolic and then. I looked it up and it's a word. So that was cool. <laughs> wow. And that goes for all of these songs like secrecy, web, like dispelled. Th- those words just came as I was like picking yeah. up my phone and saving it. And they're they're all coming from the same place too, which is awesome. Like you're you're I like keeping them. the working title uh, oftentimes. Like wavelength, yeah. like like champagne dizza, dude. Like what kind of name is that? But I came up with that like Back in like 2009 in college, I was like, this song is like Champagne Dizza. And I just, it was a working title and I saved it. And then when I revived the song 10 years later, I was like, I'm just going to keep that name because I love it. And it's weird. And it's like true to like when I wrote it. 
This is definitely, I'll just, I want to get this out there too. This is definitely an album that rewards a really good listening device or good headphones, uh, much like Pink Floyd. Yeah, how'd you hear it, headphones? So the first time I listened to it, I listened to it how I pretty much listen to everything, which is very decent, but lower end uh, quality headphones on my iPod. I still like, I can get a lot of satisfaction out of that. But when I listen to it again, on my like studio headphones, you know, at my uh, home studio desk is like, whoa, there's a lot of details in here. It's so lush and yeah. subtle. Clearly, you're that's something that's really up your alley. Um, cool. It, it's really the when you open with monologue, and uh, it's that's like one of the most minimal songs in the EP, and you're you're kind of yep. you're presenting kind of simpler ideas, and that the lyrics at the beginning, it's it's very easy to follow and more. Yeah. You're kind of just laying out some simple statements and then the halfway moment it's like a window opening up where like more parts come yeah. come in and you're like, "Oh, it goes widescreen now." The first sound you hear is like the mm-hmm. Like right when you hit play, you hear like a ping kind of like a Oh, it's actually Roxanne going like ping and mm-hmm. I like moved it to the beginning, and then uh, it's like that. So that dark, those like I call it the dark cloud sounds. That that's from Contact. Yeah. That's from that's from Native Instruments. Nice. Um, I think what's that? What's that library called? You know the one with the skull on it. I don't have any libraries with skulls. Oh, you you, you don't have Contact? Do you have Contact? I have Contact. I don't know what the skull thing is you're talking about. It's it's like a film scoring library. It's oh, like thie- I don't like I don't fever, have that one. Thief? forget what it's called i don't make but spooky that, music what... so i don't have skulls on my instruments <laughs> i don't have anything with skulls on it, okay <laughs> so yeah so that's the first thing you hear and then the whole song i mean th- that whole first half that you're talking about before it opens up that's that's all filtered like eq like i just like completely like made it sound like filter and it kind of like swells out and then it comes back in, and then, like you said, it opens up, and then, and then Roxanne, dude, that's a cool. That's the best thing. That's one of the best things about working with Roxanne, is that I put on the red dude, light, Roxanne. Dude, Sorry, she like comes up there. with these parts. She all I, all I have to do with her is I I just say hey like uh, I want like some kind of legato thing. I want it to like grow and hear, and I'll like I'll send her voice memos of me like humming along to the song or whatever. But she's the she writes it all, dude. Like she writes it. It's so it's so cool, and yeah, she so just this like, really was a collaborative thing all the way through. Yeah, has that been the case with yeah. your other albums as much? Or uh, well, and speak to me, dear, on like the the desert track on Wave. Oh right, the tablas, the tabla. I didn't tell yeah. them what to do. I was like, just put tabla on. The same with sitar and the the handpan and the sarangi, dude, the stringed instrument. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, I just had I just had I like to have them improvise because you don't know what kind of because they know the instrument better than I do. So I want you to do what comes to you. I like to have them do like several takes, like two or three takes. Like with Webb, I was like, please do like just play the song and like what comes Mm -hmm. to you. Like play it three times and then I'll comp it. I'll I'll decide like what 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 licks go where and you know. So, yeah, yeah, secrecy. I was quite into i feel like the real the tone of the album gets set up by the time you're on secrecy 
Yeah, it's I kind of go for like a day in the life kind of thing when it like falls uh-huh. in, like you know, like the rising orchestra. It's yeah, like, yeah. Shit going on. I had Ian like Ian was like boom boom. Like you could at the end there's like an off rhythm mal. I had I was like Ian like I want you to be like a mad toy like boom 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 hit the floor tom boom boom like don't even care about the tempo Aww. and I would like blend it in, and we were like hitting cymbals and shit like. <laughs> wow. Getting yeah. very orchestral. Uh. The acoustic guitar arpeggio in Web is very memorable, especially like when it finally descends at the end, like like that was really. And that those are those those are those voicings that I'm talking about. One thing I like about Secrecy is um, uh, the in Secrecy, like the the guitar riff, it's literally mm-hmm. like capo one and capo three. But I have it set up in a way that I'm just—I don't even need my fretting hand when I play the song until it goes into like the the second like kind of chaos section. Um, but the whole that whole riff, like the whole song, virtually is just like my picking hand. You know, like I just need to—I just like I just pluck the open strings and it, and it makes that uh, G minor seven chord. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really it feels like spiders like flying around on the fretboard and just like it's very spindly. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, Spindly, it's so fast moving and, especially and goes web. to all these bizarre places. Yeah, well, yeah. Web is like the key example of that. Yeah, two spider cables on the guitar, and the song is called Web, and there's like strings going around all the place. It was like it was like literally like making a spider. That's I'm saying. Get the <laughs> night, get the nightmare before Christmas guy to make your next uh, stop motion Jesus. music video. Who Tim? That's Tim Burton. That's Tim Burton's guy. Yeah. Um, and then we get to taking it easy. Oh, you were so Tom York sounding to me. Dude, I keep, he- I keep hearing that. I've heard that. I, like multiple You'll people have see. said that. Yeah, dude. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, I I hear very strong Radiohead influenced by that. Wow. Point. That was definitely like subconscious, I because they're not like a direct, super direct influence on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do, I do love them, and I feel like yeah, you're. I mean, you're right about that. It's similar, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what Radiohead song it's similar to. Like, wh- which one goes? Oh, uh, I'll tell you, Py- Pyramid Song. Dude, it's Pyramid Song. Yeah, you're fucking right. <laughs> Uh, so that's your kind of more jaunty pyramid song. Dude, Taking yesterday I, I, I went for a walk in the cemetery and uh, I decided to hear my album. I hadn't heard in a wicked long time. And I probably won't hear it for a super long time again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I, w- I went walking around and uh, when I got to taking it, because I, w- I was taking notes on stuff that I wanted to bring up today. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, taking, taking it easy came on and I'm like, and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like listening to it. And then I go back to my phone and then my, my, my good friend Tyler text me he goes album sucks <laughs> it was so funny i'm like all contemplative like oh like, what am i gonna write about this song hmm. and i look down album sucks <laughs> album sucks and then he's like just kidding i'm about to go for a walk and listen to it uh... <laughs> um taking it easy dude is probably my favorite guitar work in the whole album honestly out of mm. all the guitar work i love what it taking easy i mean they all kind of poured out of me but there's a lot of cool chords going on with taking it easy. 
um, capo one and three, spider capo one and three, and there's not a whole lot going with my fingers. Like I'm just like pointer finger here, pointer finger here, and but like the voicings that are going on, and then the riff, the boom, boom, dum, 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 boom, boom, dum, 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 boom, boom, this part. What was going on for the drums in this one? Because I really like the way they sounded, like the percussion. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's it was not Ian a usual drum set. There was djembe. That was really djembe. Okay, that really sounded cool. Well, dude, that's like his. I would say, okay, Ian is primarily like his like number one instrument is vocals, but his yeah. like close second is the djembe drum. And him and I are mm. him and I are an entertainment duo. You've heard, of, you know, Ian yeah, and Dan. Yeah. And yeah. our setup is me on acoustic, him on djembe, and we both we're both singing. Um, but it's uh. It's that that's him, dude. That's that's him playing djembe. And uh I think there's egg shaker in there. I th- there might be congas in there too, because he, he plays congas and bongos too, and we have like a cool percussion setup here. Um yeah, he did I'll great. I'll have to get work his uh djembe work on my stuff sometime. That sounded really, yep. really cool. He's he's awesome, dude. Um and that kind of brings us now to catabolic, which was peak for me being out at sea music, like a wandering ghost pirate. From the 1800s. It's got like the... Dun, 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 it's got like a kind of swift... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom, 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 In your mind, is that kind of like... I mean, it's the title track. Is that like the centerpiece of the album for you? Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was my favorite one for a while just I, I was like what am i writing right now this is like what what is this like progressive <laughs> like we were saying like progressive psych folk alt psych i don't, I don't even know but yeah. uh i really i just like the journey it takes um this one's also really special for me because uh robert uh during that time that i was working with him at kidville he he was getting into poems and memorizing poems and he shared poems with me and uh he would like encourage me to memorize them you know i had him give me short ones uh to start Mm. off and uh he showed me like the first three poems he showed me i kind of took some words from them and i incorporated them into this song so there's a lot of sick uh poetry going on here so i wrote a poem and then i took some from the poems he showed me um yeah so it's like really special for me in that in that sense too Again, the bass. The 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 bass did a lot. I that's another bass thing. I got great. a new bass for this album. And it's I very wiry. Attention. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was another element that was rem- reminding me of Tool for sure. Yes, dude. It's weird. It is like Tool, but it's like not. It's not like crazy drums. There's, there's certainly no. That's what I mean. No you take out the metal, the put in the Celtic folk or something. Yeah, but the yeah, least dude. cheesy version of that. You know, the best possible outcome you could have. Yeah. Pirate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can. I can also tell. You know, you're talking about writing poetry. Like you put so much. I, I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but you must put so much more thought and care and craft into building the lyrics and the words you choose than I do. I know. Like, you and I had so long so to do it too, dude. Into like, that. Like a whole year and a half. Actually, no. I mean, I, I did the vocals like three months in. 
dude, this I'm, I'm so glad it's done. I'm just so glad it's done. Yeah, because there were parts where I was like, how how, how am I gonna make this sound good? Because I, I, it wasn't sounding good with the Easy Drummer with the with the software drums. It just wasn't sounding organic. It wasn't fitting like everything I recorded in the in the church mm. hall, uh, and the strings just wasn't cutting it. And um, so I'm really glad that Ian and Ian and Roxanne did this. It's really a great team. You lot. should. You should all work together again for sure. I think. Well, dude, I had Roxanne. I, I'm working on. I'm working on two songs right now, and I had Roxanne. You better believe I called. Her, I called her up, and she she did <laughs> yeah. strings on the beginning and ending of one of these songs. Wow. Um, I love. I love getting people to record. I love it. I get like a thrill out of it, where I'm like, I want like sax on this, and like, I would love to pay you to like improvise on this track right now. It always gives it a whole new energy, breathes more life into yeah, it. Yeah, it does. People are involved. It does. Very, very cool. Yeah, this. Uh, so you're already working on new stuff, of course. You're you're yeah. you're always working and writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, this EP with kind of its uh, feeling of like, you know, I, I I would almost kind of sum it up as like you're ru- you're in the darkness, but you're ruminating, yep. and you're still trying to observe and learn, but you're like in a dark place. Do you feel? That's yeah. a theme that's continuing for the damn Barracuda sound, or is this like no, dude? Kind I, of actually, a finished I actually chapter? feel like it's kind of yeah. It feels like a finished chapter. It does. I mean, so I'm like I said, I'm working on two songs right now. I'm thinking about like five others, but I'm, I mm-hmm. have two that are like recorded now, and I'm like kind of just mixing. I'm like finishing up the mixing, and I'm, I'm I actually am getting saxophone on one of these songs, and I'm talking to the guy. He'll be coming like next week or something. Um, but one of them is a little dark, but it's definitely like lively. There's like there's, there's distortion guitars, there's drums that's going on. I'm I'm putting mm. more attention into like can this be done live? Because I okay. always make music that's like I yeah, I like even though I don't really plan to play live anytime that soon, but like secrecy like I'm not secrecy, a catabolic. If I were to play this album live, I would need like four cellos mm. on stage mm-hmm. i would need a drummer i would need a, 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 a an acoustic guitarist a nylon guitarist a bassist you know a keyboardist you know i want like a grand piano on you know what i mean like there it, you know i you would need like so many people on stage and i i want to be able to focus on can like four people play this song live okay can this yes, translate so you might be going more stripped down next time around. yeah I'm kind of focusing on liveliness and uh, and energy, dude. Like these next two songs are so different from this album, and it feels good. Nice. Um, I guess my kind of my last question about this was, what made you decide to go like mini album EP this time around? Like, not flesh this out into a, a full length. Um, I think it's just the way the songs came together. Together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just kind of made sense. It wasn't super conscious of a decision like I'm going to make six songs right now or I'm going to make an EP. Um I was when I was writing Dispelled, I was hoping that it would be like 12 minutes long and then mm-hmm. I just wanted to make like an epic super long instrumental and then it's when I was writing Dispelled, six I was like, minutes. oh my god, this song I was like this song has to be like 10 minutes like right and then like I I played it and then I was like, wait, what? It's only like five and a half? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and then I had the idea of like having that, that string riff at the end, like come out of the song and then it's by itself and then it kind of wisps away, like it's dispelled into the air. 
Yeah, um, and yeah. I made it like I think it's six eleven right now. Um, I, and then the, and then some of the songs just ended up way shorter than I thought. Like I thought secrecy was gonna be like three and a half minutes or four. I don't know. And then it was like two and a half. I was like Jesus. And like taking it easy was shorter than I thought. I thought catabolic was gonna. It just like felt longer. I thought it was like a seven minute long song. And then mm. when I came to recording it, it was like four, like a little under five. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I thought about doing like uh, like those other two songs that I I wrote in that sitting. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of happened naturally. Yeah, just what felt right. Uh, well, kudos to you to not forcing it to go anywhere else than where it needed to, and it definitely it's a full experience. Uh, very appropriate for an EP. Definitely recommend anybody listening out there to go on to your uh, music service of choice and, and check it out because it is a very cool listen, especially if. If you're a fan of kind of like wispy or slightly spooky atmosphere, but really intricate guitar playing, spindly, uh, like spindly, it's a it's like a softer tool um, with tons of cool sonic details. I give it my my seal of approval, and uh, thanks for talking about it with me. That's thanks awesome, for sharing man. Thank all you. That. Yeah, thanks, man. That was fun. It's a lot of fun. It was a journey, and I'm glad it's completed. And uh, looking forward to moving forward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Barracuda with Catabolic. I'm looking forward to talking about my album next week, too. That'll be a lot of fun. For now, have a great week. And if you got a few extra minutes, please write us a review or uh, give us a good rating on uh, your podcast platform of choice. Anything like that always helps. See you next time.